the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. On this third Sunday of Lent, the word of the Lord comes to us from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians in chapter 5. He says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Be imitators of your heavenly Father. Live like Him. And my friends, we can only live like something we've experienced, like someone that we have experienced, but we have all experienced God in our lives. Not only have we experienced Him, we have learned from Him. We have come to know His ways, and therefore, Mimic the Lord your God. Become like your heavenly Father towards one another. And it says to imitate God. Be imitators of God as dear children. And that phrase, dear, when he says dear children, the word dear doesn't even hold a candle to the beautiful word that is there in the original language. It ought to read something like this. Be imitators of God. As dearly beloved children. And even greater than that. That sense of being dearly beloved children. It is those who have absolutely experienced the love of God lavished upon us. You can't be called a dearly beloved children. Unless you have received such love from God. Become someone who has experienced the fullness of the agape love of God in your own life. Experiencing the love of God, the inexhaustible and immeasurable love of God given to us. Therefore, we are to imitate God as those who have been so loved. As those who have been so loved. And St. Paul says, now take that and walk in love. Take all of what you have received, the example of your heavenly Father, all that He has so lavishly given to you and, and spread over you and shed abroad throughout the world. Take that love and extend it now one to another. Become it for one another. And what does this love look like? It looks like our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the love of God looks like. Because in Jesus Christ, we see one who offered all that he is, including his own life, even unto death, to pour out every benefit of the kingdom of God into your life, into my life, and for the life of this entire world. That's the face of love. And we've received such love. Our lives, my friends, they are to be transformed they are to be moved from a life of, and listen to these words, of being self-consumed. That we're to move from a life of being self-centered, of being self-focused. And if you're like me, when you consider those words self-consumed, self-focused, self-centered, you know that those words grip the soul. Because when we live self-focused, self-centered, 
self-consumed lives, we live in bondage. And we know it when we're living in such a way. And we're to move from that. According to St. Paul, by the very grace of God, we've been given for transformation. We are to move from that to the experience of the absolute joy and freedom that comes from abandoning self and living solely for the benefit of another. Because that is the agape love of God. It is a type of love that has to take everything that is good, everything that is wholesome, everything that would profit another and abandon everything of self that they might obtain all of it. That's the love of God that we're to become. So be imitators of God as dearly loved children, those who have received this kind of love and turn and give it to one another. I want us to think about imitating God by walking in love, by putting it into the context of the words of our Lord Jesus Christ when He gave in the Gospels the summary of the law. The summary of the law that we say every time we gather together for Mass. And those words are like this. Love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Let's talk about loving God, abandoning ourselves to reciprocate what we've been given. Those of us who have so received this incredible love of God, we respond in kind to the one who gave it to us. And we abandon ourselves to love him right back. We are responsible to take the offering of His incredible relationship of love that He extends to us and to cultivate, nurture that relationship in our own lives. Time and fellowship with God are what grant us the divine experience. And time and fellowship with God in prayer. Where we fellowship and it's only by such fellowship, my friends, can we continue on and on throughout time to experience the love of God lavished upon us. Because when you fellowship with God, you fellowship with love. Because God is love. How else can we be transformed into the love of God to imitate our Heavenly Father but by time with that same Heavenly Father? By our Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. And let's talk about this opportunity that every single one of us is given right now in the face of this health crisis. My friends, let me tell you something that has always been true in the lives of all Christians throughout all time since from Pentecost on. And that's this. All of us living stones who are filled with the fullness of God, everywhere we are, the fullness of the presence of God is. Everywhere we are, the fullness of God is right there with us. Okay, so right now, my friends, we cannot gather together in person for our prayer services, our vespers, our matins, even our mass. We cannot be together physically in that. We can't gather together for times of teaching where we grow together in our Lord Jesus Christ. But I tell you this, our Lord 
is not the author of what we are seeing in the world. He is not the author of all of this suffering. But I tell you this, that our Lord Jesus Christ, in His absolute faithfulness and the very love of God that we're talking about, will take this time of suffering and turn it inside out. That all people that will turn to Him will experience the divine love of God. And He will pour into them every blessing of the kingdom of God through this time of suffering. And the wondrous work I really believe that God wants to do in His church, around the world, in His church at this time is this. Return us to what ought to have always been. So we're not here meeting together for mass and prayer. There are many times in the church's history under persecution and oppression, the church could not meet for prayer and worship. And you know what astounded the rulers that oppressed them? That as they would go through the streets, even though Christians were not meeting together in their temples, they would go through the streets and they would hear the singing of prayer from the homes. They would hear the prayer and the praise of God's people from every home, even though they could not meet together. Because God's people then realized what is still true now. And that is this. Everywhere the living stones is, there is the church and the fullness of God. And we will praise God and we will be so ever joyful when we can meet together and share company with one another. But our prayer, our praise and our experience of God has not changed one bit. And the Lord wants you in every one of your homes and in our homes to become a sacred space once again. No less a sacred space than this precious temple that has been set aside for His holy use where people, when they come on this property, will testify of the experience of the peace of God simply by being here. Your homes are to be no less so. And the only way that that is going to happen if God's people join together individuals who live alone, married couples that are in their homes or apartments, families with children, be consistent in the prayer and praise of God and let the home become a temple once again. And you will experience the love of God shed abroad even in your own home. And it will become such a sacred space. Because you've turned to God. He's always been there. Because you've turned to God. That anyone that might step through the threshold might experience the same peace of God that they experience when they come into this beloved place. So love God. Love God. The second part of it, love your neighbor. Take the love that you have received and shed it abroad. Because it's truly God doing that through His earthen vessels. What is this world experiencing right now? Look at it. What's the face of people? The world, the whole world, is experiencing human suffering or the fear of it. Fear is gripping people's hearts. Anxiousness is gripping people's souls. Mortality is before so many people's face right now, and it ought to be before us all, regardless of the virus. And that fear goes beyond physical. That fear goes beyond physical health. It's also financial fears. There are people gripped 
with financial fears right now, and they are living from those fears and creating chaos within themselves and others over such fears. The concerns, the worries of life. How will we have what we need in the face of all of this? This is what everyone's facing. This is real. And I tell you this in the midst of that, in the midst of all of that, that the hearts of mankind we will find the hearts of mankind are so much more recipient to the seed of our Lord Jesus Christ because they have become truly desperate beyond themselves. Hearts are more open right now to the experience of the divine love of God. Something that will grant them peace and exchange it for their chaos and their fears and their anxieties. Their hearts are open. I want to talk about loving neighbor in two different parts very briefly. The first is this. Loving the neighbor that is your Christian neighbor in the ark of salvation is church. My friends, our community does not need to cease functioning as a community because simply we can't meet together on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. I would tell everyone, especially in this parish, that throughout the weeks, keep the community thriving, the fellowship of the beloved of God. And I'll give you a suggestion. Get your parish directory out. Make some phone calls throughout the week to both people you do and don't know in the parish and ask them how they're doing. Ask them if they need anything. Talk about frustrations and joys. Share fellowship converse with one another, and more than anything, buy that blessed fellowship. Buy that blessed fellowship. Lean into the Christ that is within one another during this time. Just as we experience Christ through each one of us, when we're here present, we can do so when we're not. And we need one another. And secondly, Extend the love of God to your neighbor outside of the ark of salvation. Whether it's your co-workers, your actual neighbors, people that you run across when you're going out and about, running a few errands, getting a few groceries here and there. Do what you can to extend the love of God to them. We have got to get to a point, particularly right now, where we no longer have the blinders of ourself and what we're doing on us. Everywhere you go, get your face off of your own thoughts and look at the face of the people that are around you. Look into their eyes and you will see into their souls. And our Lord will show you these things. Why? Because He dwells so perfectly in you. We want people, and I pray and am praying that everywhere that we go, people experience the God who is in us in such a way that they would ask questions such as, where is your peace coming from? I don't have what you have. Where is your stability coming from? Why are you not rocked by all of this? You can provide very simple answers. They don't have to be deeply theological. Be that living testimony. I went to Walmart yesterday.
to get a few things on the way back. I was doing a little work, getting things ready for today around the church. Stopped by Walmart. This was on my mind. And as I was walking through Walmart, I knew where I was going and what I needed, but I kept looking at everybody that would come near me or pass me. And I tell you that I could see the fear and anxiousness on some of their faces. And when I would see that, I'd simply ask them a question. Hey, you doing okay? Some of them were very surprised by even being asked, but none of them were negative. And some of them, even though they were lying through their teeth, would say, yeah, I'm doing fine. And some would say, no, I'm doing all right. And I would affirm those who are doing all right. Well, thank God. And those who are struggling, I look at them in one simple thing. Here's the theology of the moment. You're going to be all right. All will be well. It doesn't take much to look into the eyes of a human person suffering and just simply, how are you? You okay? To others who would pass me by, like I was going back to the car after I checked out and somebody was coming in and they actually had kind of a positive face. I said, hey, everything. again, same thing. How's it going? And they would respond. Let me tell you what I saw in the faces that were struggling, though. Just at the words, it's all right. It's going to be all right. It was like a warm blanket to their soul. They're struggling in their thoughts of anxiousness. So be the Prince of Peace who speaks calm to the waves that are in the soul with the simple words, you're going to be okay. Through those simple words, God can communicate so incredibly His awesome love for them. And let the Holy Spirit water the seed. And thank God if an actual conversation arises. Either way, you have been a vessel of the love of God in the most simply practical way. My friends, suffering has a way of opening the hearts of mankind to Christ better than anything else. Attend to the souls around you. God is going to attend to you. God is going to meet every need that you have. He knows it before you utter it. You meet the needs of others. You be like Him. Be imitators of God as dearly beloved children and walk in love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.